Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at our Caribbean headlines for today. British Virgin Islands and United Nations sign historic country implementation plan. Dominica lifts three-week curfew, new safety measures for phased reopening. Bahamas health workers sick out goes into eight days. University of the West Indies opens campus, UNESCO team up. Verizon waves calling charges to Haiti. And Parliamentary Secretary of Tourism in Anguilla reports on new direct flights to Anguilla. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, August 25th. We start our report today in the British Virgin Islands. The British Virgin Islands has signed what is being described as a country implementation plan with the United Nations. The office of the Premier said the plan, the first of its kind for the territory, will serve as the official framework for a development yearly cooperation between the BVI and the UN system. Premier Andrew Foy signed the plan at a virtual signing ceremony held earlier this month. He said the signing was a pivotal moment in the BVI's relationship with the UN as the height of the hurricane season approaches. The government has described this new framework as the UN's offer to better serve small island developing states as they strive to achieve the sustainable development goals by 2030. The priority areas for cooperation in the BVI include supporting COVID-19 response and recovery to ensure no one is left behind in the near to medium term, strengthening economic resilience with a focus on repositioning micro, small, and medium-sized enterprises for opportunities in the blue economy, strengthening integrated planning for long-term sustainability development to achieve the Sustainable Development Goal by 2030. Improving access to sustainable development financing for building climate resilience and conservation of marine and terrestrial biodiversity and social development. And strengthening policy coordination and implementation to support the effective delivery of public services. The government of Dominica has lifted its three-week curfew, but will continue to take measures for a safe, phased reopening of the country. The emergency powers curfew order came into effect on August 3, 2021, and was extended over a period of three weeks that came to an end on Monday, August 23rd at 6 p.m. The government approved the new Environmental Health Services COVID-19 regulations under Section 30 of the Environment Health Services Act Chapter 4201 to deal with the management of COVID-19 from Tuesday, August 24th. Minister for National Security and Home Affairs, the Honorable Rayburn Blackmore, said the new regulations include provisions for isolation, travel protocols, mandatory mass requirements, large gatherings, reopening of businesses, and public transportation. In keeping with the new protocols for home isolation, a medical officer shall require a person who is isolated at home to wear a wristband. He said a person who fails to comply with the requirements under this order will be faced with a penalty of up to $10,000. According to the minister, persons must continue wearing masks or a suitable face covering when using public transportation in public buildings such as supermarkets, retail and wholesale establishments, and at markets, parks, riverbanks, and beaches. He warned that persons who do not comply will be fined $500. The fine was increased from $75. 
Tuesday marked the eighth day of a staff sick-out affecting public health services in the Bahamas. Bahamian Health Minister Ren Ward-Wells said officials are in discussions with unions. The Bahamian Public Hospital Authority said Princess Margaret Hospital continues to experience limited staffing and expected delays in services. The Sandlands Rehabilitation Center continues to experience staff call-ins. Services are challenged. However, patient care and services continue uninterrupted, the PHA said. The sick-out involves workers who have reportedly not received payment for work during the pandemic. Bahamian Health Minister Wenward Wells has come under fire as his driver and personal assistant were awarded the payments, while some in the health care system were not. Although he asked two staffers to return the $1,158.40 to the government, Bahamian Progressive Liberal Party Chairman Fred Mitchell said the minister should do the honorable thing and resign. The minister has previously said that he made no recommendations about who should receive the payments for the COVID-19, and those who received it were recommended by a select committee within the Ministry of Health. The University of the West Indies Open Campus has signed an agreement with the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, to collaborate on its transcultural program integrating Cuba, Caribbean and the European Union through culture and creativity, which aims to harness diversity and build bridges between people and cultures from different linguistic areas. The program is being implemented by UNESCO and funded by the European Union. The program will be implemented in two phases. The first phase will focus on improving the skills and capacities of young cultural professionals, while the second phase will focus on expanding opportunities through knowledge transfer and exchanges. These activities will be accomplished through the establishment of a regional cultural training hub in Cuba that will be linked to relevant Caribbean institutions. The program will foster entrepreneurship, socioeconomic projects, and collaboration in the cultural and creative sector, heritage, and tourism throughout the Caribbean region and within the EU. Prospects from 17 CARICOM countries, Antigua and Barbuda, the Bahamas, Barbados, Belize, Dominica, Grenada, Guyana, Haiti, Jamaica, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Suriname, Trinidad and Tobago, Montserrat, Dominican Republic and Cuba will be targeted for this program. The program is comprised of selected courses from the Open Campus Continuing and Professional Program, which will be offered in both phases of the program, with the first phase starting September 2021 and the second phase in January of 2022. Anguilla's Parliamentary Secretary of Tourism, Ms. Quinicia Gums-Marie, spoke recently on the upcoming direct flights from American Airlines to Anguilla. The twice-weekly service on Wednesdays and Saturdays will commence on December 11, 2021 from Miami International Airport to the Clayton J. Lloyd International Airport. The Embarer 175 aircraft has a seating capacity of 75 passengers. Mrs. Gums-Marie told media representatives 
representatives, I had a walk through the airport terminal with some of our tourism stakeholders who will be assisting us in the improvements needed to facilitate American Airlines and other airlines to come to Anguilla. With American Airlines coming to the island, we will have a lot of open points of access throughout the United States. Previously, we relied predominantly on the tri-state area. With this new Miami route, it will open a lot of access throughout the United States, the UK, Dubai, and Canada. We are shifting our marketing to follow through on that and to ensure that Anguilla can benefit from the increased opportunities with American Airlines coming to the island. This is the first time in Anguilla's history that we will be having direct commercial flights from and to the U.S. mainland. So we are doing our best to ensure that Anguilla is prepared and that we will also benefit from the route to the island. There will be straight flights from Dubai to Miami and then travelers can take American Airlines from Miami to Anguilla. Prices range between $420 and $580 depending on the time and the demand. As we know, ticket prices go up and down on the demand, but the prices are still very competitive. Based on conversations with American Airlines, bookings are very strong and we are excited to accommodate them, Gums Marie said. And finally, Following the 7.2 earthquake in Haiti, Verizon will waive charges for calls for its residential and business wireless and landline customers to Haiti from August 18 through August 31st. In this time of need, we know customers are trying to reach loved ones in Haiti, said Ronan Dune, Executive Vice President and CEO of Verizon Consumer Group for Verizon. Waiving the calling charges will help our customers focus on tracking down and keeping in touch with family and friends without having to also worry about the cost. All the calls made from Verizon's residential or business landlines and wireless phones to Haiti will be rated at $0 per minute. Additionally, customers with international coverage plans can call Haiti without using any minutes from their time allotted blocks. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, August 25th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com.